Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and your overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Gratefully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building for another episode. And guess what? I am not by myself today. I do have a special guest, a friend, long time coming. We talked about this so many times about having her get on the show, get out of her comfort zone. She has so much Ooh. knowledge and energy, insight, her experience. We have the brow god of South Jersey, brow freak, TT. What up? Hey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> a little jittery. A little jittery, a little jittery. That's okay. We're going to welcome you here to the show. You follow the show. You know the vibe. You know what we're trying to do here. I'm going to speak on behalf of my community. I know it's going to be a good episode. So for you people who are not from the South Jersey area and you do not know who she is, she just slays the brows. That's what she does. It's like, like, Basically. cool. Is that like, is that, what's freak. the better word? Freak. What's, freak them, right. Yeah. Duh. She is the brow freak. <laughs> so she freaks your brows. Mine, I am a customer. So we talked often about grief because unfortunately she lost her mother not too long ago. And I'm like, yo, you have to come on the show. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come on. I'm going to come on. So I said in the DM, I'm like, when are you coming on the show? When you invite me, friend. Well, here you are. Here I am. Here you are. So when we talk about grief and loss, I'm curious, prior to losing your mom, what was like your experience with grief or were you familiar with it at all? Um, I was. I hadn't had a major loss, but I was in a relationship twice where they have lost a parent. One person lost their mother and the other lost their father. And... um. It was a hard thing to be a part of. It was hard to watch. It was confusing to figure out what type of support I was supposed to be or what they would need. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was pretty tough. So would you say just from that, do you think it's true that you don't truly know how someone feels until you're in their, their shoes because you were able to be you were in those relationships they lost their parents. And I, I just think it's a different seat when you're kind of watching and looking in on someone's situation. You want to be helpful. You want to be there. But then when that same level of grief or something similar, because I don't think anyone's grief experience is the same, is in your backyard and it's your seat. Do you think that that allows us to truly kind of more so get what someone might have been going through? Um, no. When they were going through it, I because of how much I loved and cared for them, I felt the pain, it might not have hurt the way they hurt, but it definitely was very hurtful to be with them while they were going through that. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest parts, too, is where you are in relationships and then you go through certain levels of loss. Some relationships can deal with this. Some can't. I think it's it's a, it's a really a hard thing when we talk about loss and just still wanting life to be essentially how... It was prior to that person losing somebody. So say if you like, oh, I got a vacation plan mm -hmm. and then somebody loses their parent or loses someone. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's something that really can break situations up or? I remember feeling like that when I was with these people 
or in this in these relationships when they lost their parents. After a while, it kind of was like it's it sucks to say, but it kind of felt like okay, like life life goes on. Like come on now, like I'm ready for things to go back to normal. So when it was me going through it, I was just like, like I just had the attitude, like listen here, shit ain't gonna be normal for a while, and you ain't about to be doing nothing about it, and you're not about to make me feel no way about it. So it's crazy being on both ends of the spectrum um, when it comes to it. That's real. I think that's real. I I can tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you said that and kept that a hundred because it is that feeling like like this is your <laughs> your burden, and I I kind of want to get back on. And you, some people start to feel guilty, and it's mm-hmm. it's a different thing because when it comes to grief, I've seen where there's not anything that someone else really can do to fix nope. it or make you feel better maybe temporarily like maybe no. comfort you in some way but they can't really take it away no nothing works what made you the angriest since losing your mom um hmm. um all the things that she won't be a part of and um just thinking about the future i don't have any kids um just her seeing how much more successful I'm going to be and just her being a part of things that I feel like I need my mom for. Um, yeah, that definitely still got me tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it it makes perfect sense. I, and the reason why I said that is because for me, anger wasn't was not an emotion that I experienced as deeply as I thought like I will. So like I have moments of anger and when it is, it's, for those reasons where I feel like this person is missing out on so much and mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to experience this with me here in the physical sense. And then I talked about this recently. It kind of a little bit of jealousy can come into play or envy sometimes if I see people experiencing certain things with, say, like people who have their father in their life still. And like, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't get mad at them or like say anything to them specifically. But it is kind of like, dang, like, I kind of wish I had that, but I am happy that they do. So I mean, I guess it's kind of up and down. With that situation. Yeah, I definitely experienced that. It could be something as tiny as in a, I'm in a grocery store and somebody's like, oh, mom, let's make this for dinner. And I'll hear that and I'll be like, damn, that's some shit I can't even, I can't say anymore. I don't have that. I felt like my identity, I felt like an identity crisis. Like I felt like when people look at me, like they can, they see it. Like I'm like this girl without a mom. I like I walk around. I felt like I look like I walk around with that hurt. And when I would hear things like that, like in the grocery stores and stuff, I'm like, you know, and then how that makes me feel and how like my whole demeanor changes. I just felt like people could see me walking around with that. It's a weird it's a weird feeling. That's deep. I've never heard anyone say that, but I kind of got chills when you said that for real, for real, because I've never considered that, that you walk around and you feel like. Like, people know this and that you're in this different experience. That's deep. Yeah. It kind of it caught, caught me. I haven't heard that, and I felt that, and I felt the, the raw emotion with that mm-hmm. and, and the feeling. What would you want people to know about this experience that they could only on the outside? Because you have a, a super outgoing personality. You're really <laughs> lively and upbeat. And so I think it can be easy for people in your life to not really understand what you're going through and how you feel. So if you mm-hmm. had the opportunity to just say, this is really what I feel that you can't see, if you want to go that deep. Um, 
I don't really think I'd be caring to. I have a I have high expectations for people um, as far as being decent human beings. And I just feel like when people see you go through certain things that there's a certain there's a certain way that they they cater to you in your, you know, and how much of a support they are at that time. Like I have a high expectations for people. So I don't really say much because I expect and if I don't receive it, then I just be like, you know, that's not built in them. And I I don't require what I don't see they're able to give me. So because you're my guest, I'm not going to beat you up too much about that. But I'm 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 taking that that if people don't just know, then they're just not going to know what mm-hmm. you need because you expect them to just kind of know that? Yeah, I started approaching things like that too. Like, um, I talked myself out of it. I got out of my own way and I told myself, like, you know, you need to communicate things because everybody isn't aware how to be there for someone who's grieving. A lot of times they avoid a lot of things because they don't want to trigger you. They don't want to trigger emotion or sadness or it could seem like you're having a good day, but the minute they inquire about your well-being and how you're doing, they think that they just shatter your whole world. So they stay away from it. Um, so I I mean. So would you encourage people to say something to the people in their lives that are grieving? It, because it's like if you're having a good day and I say, hey, you know, how you doing today? Like how you feeling and everything as far as your mom goes? Is that going to like trigger you or are you going to feel more like, wow, like I appreciate the fact that you asked me that? Yeah, I would appreciate the fact that you asked me that because I feel like if you don't, acknowledge it or ask me about it that you think because it seems like I'm okay on the outside that I am. So you not inquiring about it makes me feel like you don't care. That's facts. I think that's a good thing to say because a lot of questions that I do get sometimes is from people. How do I support this person? I don't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what to say. And what I try to tell people is that your silence at times can be offensive because it's like, this is my loss. And Maybe the world has forgotten about this person mm-hmm. or maybe they never even knew. But I guess it's different in terms of who it is. Like if it's a family member, you might feel like, dang, like y'all just forgot about mom or you just forgot mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. your aunt or whoever that person is to them. Whereas sometimes I think it really is that people just really don't know what, what to say or what to do. Do you think that society is comforting enough to bereave people? Because you're an entrepreneur. So I feel like if you don't go to work, then there's no other way. So what was that like when you're dealing with the loss and having to still get um, your money? That was really heavy. Um, you almost feel guilty for taking time off for yourself as an entrepreneur. You feel like the more time you take off, the more your your business is dwindling away. Like you're failing. You're failing yourself. You're failing your business. Um You'll no longer be relevant whenever it is you decide to go back to work. Um, I definitely thought about that. When my mom passed away, I took off for three months. And when I went back to work, my clients were like, why are you here? Like, I don't even think that, you know, I don't even think you you were even supposed to come back anytime soon at all. But um, the reality of it is I do have a livelihood to maintain. And that's where I was at with it. I wasn't ready to go back after three months at all. I wish I would have been able to take an entire year off. But in reality, I can't. Um, My clients were very supportive, though. 
very supportive. Um, and I feel like going back to work and talking about it, because I talked to you about it when you came and I saw you guys, uh, helped me with acceptance. Ooh, helped you with acceptance. Let's, let's kind of dig there. So accepting the loss of your mom or accepting that this is your new normal. Accepting all of it, but definitely accepting the fact that she's not here and it helped with processing it. Um, because for a while it doesn't feel real. And I'm still I'm still going through that. Some days I just be like, what the hell? This really happened? Yeah. You know, some some days I still feel like I can't believe this happened or whatever. So talking to clients, talking, having people to talk to and having different perspectives and then finding out, like for me talking to my clients, it's a hell of a lot of people that lost a parent already. And here I am when I'm, I'm 32 and I thought I was too young to be without a mom. And I talk to my clients about it and I find out they're losing their moms and their dads 19, 20. And then I think about it like, dang, it's 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 bad for me, but it could have been it could have been worse. I don't know what I would have done if I was 17 or 21. Now, the fact that you said that, I think that's so real. If someone else said that to you, though, how would you feel? So what I mean by that is you said, hey, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly the words you just said, but you're like, I could have lost my parent a lot younger. I didn't. I had my mom until I was 31 or 32. Mm -hmm. So I should kind of be like, okay, that's what's up. Now, if I said that to you, maybe not me because we talk openly about grief, but if someone just was like, I mean, you had her until you was 32. So like, really, you should be kind of like happy. Like, would you t take that the same way? No. Yeah, because I, I really, <laughs> I, I wouldn't feel away if somebody said that to me because I I practice gratitude, you know, within my spirituality. And if they were like, you know, you, you should be thankful you had her, you know, until you were 32. And I'm like, you're right, because I am. Mm. So I don't feel no way about it. Yeah, that's deep. Because a lot of people I have heard, they do get offended when people say things like that. Because it's kind of like, especially, for example, if you were, if it was reversed, if you were a parent and your child died at like three and so it's like I mean you mean at least you had Timmy until he was three and it's like nah they ain't no until no, no. I had them so there were so they were three like this wasn't the part of the plan like I'm supposed to have my child supposed to bury me I'm not supposed to bury my child so I think that what I'm trying to bring here and I'm hoping that the audience is understanding is that we're all different and our perspectives and how we come to our conclusions and how our grief journey becomes to be shaped is also very dependent upon who we are as people. So mm -hmm. one thing that you touched on, you just said, is that in your spirituality, you've been able to find a lot of gratitude and you operate in the spaces of gratitude. Everybody's not like that. So there are some people who will maybe more so sit in their anger or sit in certain things because they can't really like on a normal day, mm -hmm. take loss out of it, make that shift in their perspective or their mindset. Whereas you are like, I'm just trying to find as much gratitude as I can because that helps. Do you think that really plays a major difference in how people move through it? It does. I had that, like, um, the day after I got the news, I instantly had that sentiment. I was like, I felt like, and my thought process was, it, it is what it is, and I'm just grateful for the time I had. And now I got to work through everything else. But, yeah, I definitely was always grateful. That's a great thing. And I, I try to say that. And it sounds cliche that gratitude is one of those things that can help you move through it. One question that I always like to ask my guests when they come on a show 
is if they had to choose a color for their grief, what would it be and why? Now, you watched the show, so you had to hear this question before. I don't recall, though. Wow, guys, she's she's a fraudulent follower. I'm she's not, not she's not really a party. I'm taking your grief bully stripes away. Get <laughs> no. her off the show. She doesn't no, I'm kidding with you. I really, I really don't. Um I would choose black. Hmm. It's it's a dark place. It's nothing pretty about it. It's dark and it's a process. And when I'm deep in it, I say black. It definitely feels it feels just like that. Listen, I usually say you can't choose black, but I let I'm I'm, I'm gonna let you get it. I'm gonna let you get it. You gotta choose a color because I think it's true. I think that you're in that deep spot, and so if you're in that dark spot, what's your light? What's your light out? How how are you still going? What's that difference? I'm actually struggling with that aspect of it right now. Um... I kind of just give myself grace and allow myself to feel how I feel and I let it run its course. Like every day is not a bad day, but when I do have them, I allow myself to fully feel them. And that's, you know, when it runs its course, that that little rough patch and I bounce back for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and it happens again. That's just what it is. So I don't have anything that I can just center my mind on and get myself out of it. I just let it run its course. I think that's so powerful because it, it could sound as someone a little simple, but so many of us cannot give ourselves permission to let something run its course, to sit in that uncomfortability, that sadness, that anger, that sorrow. It's like, nope, I don't like the way this feels. And this is a, a, a word that we say often or a phrase is I don't have time for that. I, mm-hmm. I don't have the time to be feeling like this. I got things I got to do. People I got to see, places I got to go. So the fact that you can sit there and honor that and you say give yourself grace mm-hmm. is so powerful and beautiful. And I think just for me witnessing your experience, your mindset has will continue, my prayer anyway, to serve you well in your journey because you have the ability to see things from different angles and perspectives and then like challenge yourself and be curious about why you feel the way you feel or what can you be doing differently or how is it going to be? And you have a very unapologetic attitude mm, about things. So it's like, whatever, if you don't like it, you ain't rocking with it, fine. Right. But, you know, I think that's, I mean, would I you disagree a, um, or agree? I definitely agree. I had a conversation with my client today. I just feel like <laughs> this, uh, being an entrepreneur, people unload on you all day long. And I feel like for people to see that I'm going through this, they think that when they go through it, it's the open door to come and talk to me about it, which is very triggering. Um, I've actually had a very triggering week, but today I had a conversation with someone and we were talking about her grief and she was just like, I don't have that. I don't have this time for this negativity. And I was like, why do you see it like that? I was like, this is, this is the furthest thing from negativity like why is that your perception and I really had to sit there and dig in her head about it like I don't understand why people think about it um in that light I don't think there's I mean it definitely feels negative but you have to feel it when you're going through it if not you will be suppressing it and you will definitely deal with it later on and I've seen a lot of that too I've had conversations with people and they're like yeah I didn't even start grieving so like you know three years after the fact and that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. 
which is why I think that I deal with it the way that I do, because the more work I do now, the easier I hope that the process gets. She dropping bars, gems. Mm -hmm. We were snapping it up if we were at a poetry slam or something <laughs> like that. Mic check. I like that because, first of all, I understand and can empathize with the feeling of people talking to you constantly about their grief, especially me being a grief bully to do that. But I, I don't. I never really like to say that things happen so that this can happen. So meaning, you're so for me to say to you, well. Your mom died so that you can be the person that talks to your clients about whatever. I'm mm -hmm, not saying that. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that your wisdom and just who you are, that is no mistake probably that these people feel comfortable to talk to you about this. So then you can, as you said, dig in their head about it and challenge them about it. So it may be certain people. I say a lot of times, what if there are people who are aligned to your purpose and they will not survive their storm if you don't show up that is the thought that gets me out of the trigger um i love womanhood i love being able pouring into them even though it's triggering pouring into them and helping their perception of how they view things or how they feel about wherever they are in their grief actually helps me um and I use that, you know, I don't feel, I mean, I don't feel any way about having to have those conversations. And they, they, they definitely pulled me out of being triggered though. And I, like, at first I'd be offended. Like, did you think about me? Did you think, did you bother to ask yourself if I gave a shit to discuss this before you came in here today? Like, I don't think people are considerate like that. I think they're more so, oh my God, I'm going through this. She's going through it. We could just, oh my God, I could go in here and I could talk about this with her and everything's gonna be okay. Like you ain't you ain't give a shit if I was ready for this. Yeah. But I feel like I'm strong enough to handle it. And I definitely like taking those opportunities to pour in and give different perceptions. Yeah. So in the end, it's all good, but damn. Right, right. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But I think I think a part of our culture though, and just our community and the way we've been doing things that those types of professions like yours are those moments where, girl, I got to just, I'm going to just run all of this down to you. Mm -hmm. Because also it's like a lot of people, yeah, they might be your family or friends, but you're that person. It's like a neutral person. So you know them. So for example, like you and I, like I know you, but like you don't know all my friends and my family and my people. So I could tell you stuff that is like, it's just like a whole different like zone. Mm -hmm. So it's I think it's a safe space. Sure. Exactly. When I go get my hair done, stuff like that, like, just running it down. Like there's things that April probably knows that some other people might not know because mm -hmm. I mean, we're together for a couple hours and we're just chatting, catching up right, on life. Right. It happens. But I also feel you that y'all might need to start a little say, Hey, TT, what's up girl? How you doing? Like a today? little check in. A little temperature check. Can I go in or right, should right. I chill today? I personally do that. Like in, in, in life, like, I'll be like, you know, are you all right for me to dump on? Like, I'll literally ask permission to dump because I am considerate like that. And I know how it feels. But I also understand that everybody doesn't know to do that. And if they feel like they need to dump and I'm the person that they choose to do that with, I'll be feeling damn good about that. Yeah, that is good. I'm glad you, your perspective. Listen, I know y'all cannot be listening to this episode and not be feeling any type of wisdom or encouragement or positivity from it. Prior to coming on to the Gratefully Podcast today with yours truly, 
Was there anything that you felt like you wanted to get off your chest? And I've never asked anybody that before because it's just general and genuine conversation. It just flows. But I feel like when people have the opportunity and when you are given so much wisdom, I just want to make sure that you yourself feel like you were able to release some stuff. I Wait a minute. You didn't temperature check and ask if I felt okay with you about to say what I'm not just like. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what did you guys? I didn't think about that. I honestly didn't know what we would talk about, where the conversation would go, what I would even say, what I would have to offer. But um, now that you asked that, I feel like I want people to practice on being more present and showing up for people, um, being more considerate. Um, caring and compassionate. I feel like there's a huge lack of it. And therefore, people who are grieving suffer going through the process without certain things that they need. Um, So I definitely feel like people should just really try to show up as their best selves for their loved ones and whoever it is that may be in their life that is grieving. Even if you don't know what that is, something is better than nothing. Ooh, something is better than nothing. If we just had one or two more people take that perspective, do you know how many more people would be able to find healing if they just had that safe space or that person that they could, as you're saying, dump on and and express that? It would be such a better place. I think there's more people that we don't realize that do not have that as an option or feel like it anyway that they have people who are kind and are compassionate. I think this person really cares about me. It's so much that goes on right now where you don't know people's intentions. So I think that would be a really big thing. So listen, before we get out of here, I definitely want to make sure for our in love and memory segments, a part of our show that's very important to me. And I want to make sure that we humanize and we can say the names of our loved ones and our angels. And so this week we're having you on the show I'm going to say in love and memory to your mother, your beautiful mother, your twin, for real, for real. I saw that picture recently. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's like a carbon copy. It's like Tierra 2.0 sure. or you're probably <laughs> Teresa 2.0 because you're younger. But we want to say in love and memory to your beautiful mother, Teresa. May she continue to rest well. And I'm sure, and I'm just going to go out and let me say it, she has to be proud of you because I know that we are here and we're going to continue to root for you and be in your corner. Oh, thank you. You are welcome. Is anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No. You're not going to tell them that if they want to get their brows uh, freaked in this area, that they should follow you. Where should they follow you? I mean, you just did. But thanks for that. You're welcome. And if y'all looking, look a little close. I'm like a week or two out, so don't be judging. I'm not fresh out the chair and be like, yeah, she's not really that good. <laughs> but, yeah, so make sure you follow her. Is it is Brow Freak? Brow Freak Beauty on Instagram. And that's literally my only handle. Yes. Check yeah. me out. Check her out. Try to get an appointment whenever you see the books are open. Listen, I enjoyed having you on the show. You're always welcome to come here, chat, talk, whatever you want to do. We're going to continue to just keep grieving, but growing together. Right. Right. Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Reach out to myself, TT, whatever you want to do. If you're listening to the audio, leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that good stuff. And you guys already know, and if you don't know, what the heck are you doing? Make sure you go where I hang out the most over on Instagram and follow me there at I underscore AM underscore Jane Nicole. Guys, the next time you already know, love and light. Peace. <laughs>